Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are still here in Louisville, Kentucky, ATA, day two. And I am proud to let you know <laughs> that at the end of this day of the Browning Trail Cameras takeover of the Break TV podcast, I have brought in the cleanup hitter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have the Babe Ruth of conversation here in the hunting industry with me. I have Mr. Hal Schaefer from Drop Zone TV, and John Tate's going to be with him, and we are going to wind this up and get this sucker started. How are you gentlemen today? I'm doing good, but you know, you you use that ladies and gentlemen thing awful loosely when you're introducing me. <laughs> I think it was the ladies for John and gentlemen for me. I'm, I like I'm, I'm that confused. Idea. I'm right. not, you know, uh, yeah, John's all about the... Glad you had you know, us. Jo- you, know, right. you, know, you know, we need, really ought to talk about this real quick, you know. Out there, you know, uh, John Tate being a, a single man, oh, you know. Uh, here we go. We could, we could make a shout out to yeah. the ladies then, right? Yeah, that's oh, what I'm thinking. Go. That's what I'm thinking, you know. The boy works out all the time. You know. He's in better shape than me, yeah, for well, sure. Well, no doubt. Well, I mean, you're a shape. It's just not <laughs> the same shape that John is. I mean, you know, a shape, round is a shape, square is a shape. You know, it's a triangles are shapes, you know. My shape looks more like a pear. Pear? Yeah, pear shape? That's, that's a fair know. assessment. Fair, uh, about right. John, that wasn't right. He said it. <laughs> this guy's our sponsor. Tell well, him. He knows I love <laughs> Tell him he looks like Hercules, all right? Please. Yeah. <laughs> we need a raise. Oh, no. Hercules, the late years. Yeah, John, uh, a lot of people don't know. Tate's been in this industry for a long time. 20 years. He yes. was with Realtree. But what they don't know is before he was in this industry, he was actually a Chippendale mm. dancer. That's and, interesting. Hey, I'm, you I'm pay glad for college this some is... way, boys. <laughs> oh. I'm glad we've uh, shed some light on this. I'm glad to know that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, why do you? How do you think he got the nickname Tater? We <laughs> <laughs> have an edit button over here. Or something. We haven't even made it into the first minute, ladies Good and gentlemen. And we're skipping. And I knew how couldn't he just couldn't handle it. Oh yeah, this is. There's no no rules here. This, this is like Thunderdome. Right. This yeah. is live radio, man. This is this, this is, is this is love. Yes, this is love to yes. me. <laughs> you know, my mom told me a long time ago when I started, you know, I started in radio. That's how I got into the outdoor industry, yeah. Carolina Outdoors Radio Network. And mom told me, she goes, Son, you've got the face for radio. And <laughs> and you know, I didn't I didn't listen to her long enough because after nine years I went into T V and then our ratings proved that I had the face for radio. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Now, hey, you know what? Uh-oh. It's been a pretty good year. It has been. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, so I, th- I think what we ought to start, before we get into hunting okay. and, yep, yep, and yep. all that, I think, we ought to, that. I think we ought to talk about butts. You know, you've been doing a lot of smoking and, and, and competitions and, and all that. So so tell me, what is your favorite butt rub? <laughs> you know, I mean, what's, Sweet like, and what's, spicy. What's in mm-hmm. it? Sweet and spicy. <laughs> No, seriously, this man, I'm not I'm I'm not playing on words here. This guy is really good when it comes to smoking butts and Thank ribs you, and I mean he's I, I turn to him for recipes. I wanna know, I'm gonna ask you because you're gonna ask us yes, questions. I am ask so you questions right later. now I wanna know what your favorite butt rub is. Just for clarification, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about pork Bar- barbecue. barbecue. Yes, we are absolutely. On Boston butts, Boston if we want to be more specific. Yep. <laughs> You never know when Hal's try- might be trying to lead the horse to water to fall into one of his traps, so I have to be careful here. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, see, Smart he, man, Tom. you got to, like, build the fence early yeah. and keep the yeah. yeah. in. Hey, yeah. Well, we didn't just meet. Yeah, right? Yeah. This isn't the first time I've been to this rodeo. <laughs> Typically, uh, I like to homemade it. You know, you can right. buy different ones. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear what's in it. One of, uh, you, you know, you're going to have your chili powders. You're going to have your peppy paprikas. You're mm-hmm. going to have things like that. My preference being from Memphis is to have a little sweet sweetness in it. That's I, me. I actually like the turbinado version of the brown sugar. I will have a little mm. brown sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really going to get a little technical here. But on the heat, the crystallization temperature is a little higher with the turbinado. Because so it's, it, don't burn as, it's, it don't burn as correct. quick. Correct. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more of its purest form. Keeps it in brown. Keeps yep. it from going you get black. That in, and like in a contest in particular, it will help you hold that mahogany color that oh, you want. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. it just really looks more appealing when you're eating it. Uh, and then I will actually put just a, a touch of cayenne. I like a little more when I'm eating it at home. But when you're in a contest, you gotta like you want it to look kind of like a, you can't you can't burn people up. No, no, no. You, no. you kind of want it to look like an island tan. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, With yeah, some yeah. Hawaiian tropical. Got that gloss look to it. Yes. Little brown. Yes. Like a sun kissed. And I'm I'm a I like the dry rub. I like the dry rub. You know, I don't want to get into too much of the basting and everything. I do like I will say like when I do smoke a butt, I will go to cherry. Like oh, so you, that's your wood of choice on, on a butt now, and I'll usually try to mellow it out with something else. But I'll start with cherry because you can really get a nice ring, and it's really discernible. You can see like that red smoke ring that you get on it, right. and I might follow that up with either an apple or a hickory and try and flatten out that cherry smoke flavor that gets into the meat. Right. So dang, that is technical. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. You <laughs> think I brought gun. this up? You think I brought but, this up by accident? I know this man is like yeah. he is like he's in all the competitions. And <laughs> the problem is, we should have done this at the end of the end of the talk because it's about four thirty, getting on five o'clock, and we're hungry. And we're already and hungry. hungry now, right? <laughs> well, good talk, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Dinner time. Well, man, 2018 was for Drop Zone TV was with twists and turns, mm-hmm. and just like NASCAR with Zippy, we hit the wall a few times and <laughs> maybe tumbled through the front took stretch. Took a few flags, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, but we took some checkered flags, too, now. Uh, hey, checkers are wreckers, baby. You got that right, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, uh, uh, Zippy's actually down in uh, Georgia visiting with our boys at Rocky Ridge Trucks, and uh, he's, he's down there doing some stuff down there. I think Tony Stewart's going to – Gonna gonna end up in one of those vehicles too. As can well. they? Uh, is their season over? Can he sneak in a little deer hunt while he's down There's there? There's two days left. I found out from Tyler Jordan. Mm, is he gonna try to make a swing through and maybe pull a trigger? Or is no, he, he's he's over. He's cashed in. He's, for the he's over there. lusting over an F three fifty with a Mad Rock <laughs> conversion kit on it, and he is like, it's, which is similar to what's on my beast, right? Right. Um, and uh, he is all excited about that. But no, you know, Zip got to get out. We we actually got him out a little early. Um, Went to Utah, mm-hmm. and uh, man, just we we just didn't right get after it. right after a Talladega Stewart Haas win. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. There was a lot of them Stewart Haas wins this year, yeah, dude. Man, I mean, wow. we had uh, eleven. Uh, let's see, one, two, twelve uh, yeah. Stewart Haas victories. I I, uh, I remember the the it was the shot show before the Fords ran at. Daytona that mm-hmm. first year. Exactly. And I, I asked Zippy about the Fords. I was like, if y'all had time to kind of get in there and figure them out yet? And he's like, I am that close. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was kidding. No, no he wasn't. <laughs> was that Talladega race? When he said yeah. that close, fall? he was about half that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that Talladega be race, as we remember, they those four Stuart Haas oh, cars oh, dominated. Well, what, what a lot of people. All day. Exactly. And yeah. what a lot of people don't realize about Stuart Haas, why they're so successful and why their Fords come out of the gate wide open so quick. Right. Is it's widely known in NASCAR that Stuart Haas has the best engineers. I mean, mm-hmm. you right. got to realize also that right next door is Formula One teams, right. and yep. that is super engineer driven. And some of that has bled over into the NASCAR teams, and with under a lot of Zippy's direction, and, and yep. you know, of course, Tony as well. That has uh, bled down to those drivers, and these guys are right. are just. I mean, they're kicking butt, and taking names. I, I was happy to see Eric kind of step it up this year in that 10 this year. Well, he, was, proved, he proved what the he proved what the 10 was always capable of, right, yeah. and Stuart Haas proved what Eric was always yeah, capable of. Yeah, I always of. liked so that guy. Nice, he always seemed nice like a good guy, so and I was we happy were, to see him have a little success this right, year. Right, and we were heading to Utah, so Hal and I drove to Talladega to be with Zip. Right. At the race. At the race, so we got to see Eric win it. You know, oh, he yeah, was just, right? a, he was yeah. just a, 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 a breath away from winning the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so it, you know, it was cool. all four of those drivers to work like they did in a unit in a tight team like they did that day yeah. with Zip on the press box calling the plays like a quarterback. Absolutely was. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was, it was was a sight to behold. And, and to this day, there has never been teamwork like that executed mm-hmm. and come out the way yep. it did as it did in Talladega last year with Stuart Ross Racing. It was impressive. And, and y'all flew straight out of yeah. Talladega to Utah, right? To Utah. Yeah. Nicholas we went, Hare. Yeah. Nicholas Air hooked us up. Yeah, the boys at Nicholas Air. We got. To, yeah, I, I was feeling like I man, saw you. Dude, like, I was pimp daddy are, flying on that jet. Now you, I was you, like, I'm on a private jet. Lord knows, you, I got, I got, I got all these little personal adult drinks right here next to me, <laughs> and, and a cooler over here. Oh yeah. And, and when we and we stopped to fuel up, when we stopped to fuel up, we called ahead, and we got an order, and they brought our food on the plane. As we had oh, ordered yeah. it, it was right. just get out, stretch your legs. Twat, I said you know. I could get kind of get used to this NASCAR life, you know. Right. I saw I saw you thanking Nicholas Air like every fifteen minutes, trying to yeah. Get, hey, show me some love. Give me oh, another airplane. No oh, yeah. doubt, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. You know. So okay, so now now we're back on that that lightning jet, and yep. we're headed 
you know, because I drive everywhere I go, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's, right. it's funny. It's funny because I'll, I'll like, B.C., Al Schaefer, driving 60 hours to get us up by himself. When you, by I myself. Know, when he was pulling doing a trailer, that, I'm like, you are crazy. Did it in three days. Mm-hmm. Did pulling three, pulling three, a big trailer. Pulling a big trailer. Three days. So they get there. They fly in. John Tate flies yeah, in. I, flies in. I, I was with he's, the boss man. He's you know? with boss man. He's his, I had to film the boss man travel through yeah. the airport. Right, you know? right, I'm documenting right. stuff Personal here, man. field producer. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing he's my up job, there man. In the VIP section, and I'm sitting there with two pigs in my eyes at 80 mile an hour <laughs> fighting bugs going through Canada. Well, there's no sense to me being worn out, you know, when, when Zip gets there to hunt, and I need to be refreshed like him. You know, and, and <laughs> Hal would, like, take a screenshot off his phone and post it on social media, like, 12 hours into my 60-hour trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, twenty four hours in the like yeah. have his like pin dropped on the highway <laughs> like, where he was driving, and, it, and he'd been driving like twenty four hours and wasn't halfway there. So it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, he's crazy, man. Well, anyway, so now now let's get up, oh, squirrel. All right, let's yeah. go back to the Utah, Utah hunt. Utah, Utah. <laughs> so we get to Utah, and we're down in the southwest corner of Utah. We're not that far from Vegas, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, man, um, those boys, Jason, out there. They, they actually did put us on some, some giant muley. We saw some really big muleys. Unfortunately, it never come together, but we got some unbelievable footage. You know, Zip got to get out and stretch his legs. And in the middle of race season, something he has never right. done. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. I, I was thinking that. I was like, I don't remember him doing this before. So yeah. Yeah. that was probably good. Maybe it helped him recharge his batteries a little bit. And oh, yeah. Yep. You know, they come up short in the championship. But, dude, they had four cars. Oh, in the championship, they were uh, they were they had half of the field when four they got down eight. to eight. Yeah, four, yeah, half in the, the eight, we still had all four in there. So, you know, they amazing year last year, and I don't expect nothing less. I know we got a lot of changes in NASCAR. That new uh, package is coming Mustang, in. It's yeah. gonna. Yep. Well, they're, they're first of all, they're going they're going from the Fusion to the Mustang, which yeah. I love because I'm a Mustang fanatic. My right. my favorite car I've ever owned was a '69 Mach One. Loved it. I mean, from that point on, Mustang was the only thing I ever thought about when it come to cars, and. Um, so now that not only are they changed to the Mustang, but there's also a new air package, you know, aerodynamics package, and it's, it's the same, very similar to the one they used in Charlotte last year right. for the All Star race that Kevin Harvick won, and a lot um, of the drivers loved it. And a lot loved of the drivers, like, I mean, they were disappointed they weren't going to get to use it the rest of the year. Right? Yeah, and and the thing about it was is it created a lot of big air pockets, so you could run up behind somebody, get a run on them, and get around them because. There was so much air disrupted that you could get air onto the nose, the front of that car, which is so sensitive. Right. And so it just allowed for a lot better racing. There was nobody pulled out to three-second leads. Mm-hmm. It was all tight. It's very similar to, uh, um, you know, uh, what you see on your restrictor plate tracks, yeah. but not quite that tight. But or it, the it, interstate in Memphis. That, yeah. That's similar there, too. Yeah, but generally people are running from being shot in Memphis. <laughs> right. so it's, it's a whole different it's a hey. whole different reason they're driving fast there. Don't be the only one in the room not packing is all I got to say. That's on you. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, so we get back from Utah. Um, we head out, and um, I go well, on before Elk Utah, Hunt. though. Yeah, before Utah, mm-hmm. I actually went out to with our old boy Sasquatch Mountain Man, Laramie Miller. That's right. I remember uh, you doing boy. that. Was that your first hunt of the year? Yeah, that was Laramie. For, yeah, no, what's nope, nope. No, I, um, we we actually were in Nebraska the first hunt mm-hmm. of the year. Went out there early season. Um, saw some good deer with old Uncle Joe. Yep. That's what we call him, <laughs> Uncle Joe. And. Um, uh, Wait, Nebraska's is that the place a- where you got the Browning Truck Average footage last year? Of the mountain lion. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Just people like, there ain't no mountain lions here. Oh, what? No. Uh, yeah. Browning trail I- cameras do not lie. <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah. I beg to differ. Yeah. 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 And this ain't no bobcat. It's <laughs> no. got a tail about four foot long. Right. Uh, uh, no. No, it was, uh, it was certainly, that was pretty cool the mountain lion was. But, you know, so we get that, we, we get into Montana, had had a couple close calls uh, with our expedition bows out there archery hunting and um, so we we take our boys from the low T centers Mike Sisk what a what a good guy man yeah. just his first ever elk hunt first ever elk hunt man and the first morning we get on bulls and they wouldn't commit it was hot it's a lot of hot weather oh, yeah, so was, they weren't it talking was, yeah, yeah but it was we, but we September twenty fourth and they weren't bugling on their own. Yeah really yeah yeah so we got one talking there was actually two or three different bulls none of them um how hot was y'all? It was like in the it was in the seventies and eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was hot. yeah, I remember yeah. like eighty four. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, it, it was warm. So we get up there and we start working this bull, and and he will not. He, he came a little ways, um, 
We're and talking 200 yards from him having to get in that, like a turkey. Right. You yeah. got to break that yeah. oh, so, yeah. zone. So, get in his grill. Yes. No, no, we had to, right. I mean, we were all up in his grill because we decided, look, either, either we're not going to call it, we're not going to kill him, or we're going to go down there and bust him, or we're going to go down there and kill him. Right. Well, we ended up doing both. <laughs> and that often don't happen. So no. well, we, we we go down there, and um, I've got um, my buddy, my camera guy, Cody Alverson, yeah, who's Cody. yeah six three two ninety. <laughs> I mean, he's not a small guy. Um, so we, we 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 go sneaking out through there, and lo and behold, we look at here's a big six by six standing there. He sees us, turns bus, runs through the the timber. Laramie cranks down on the call, got him stopped, and he started back. You know, that started calling back to us. I said, well, we, we may have a chance. We just busted him, but right. it's kind of like a turkey. You bust a turkey, they'll gobble at you when they're leaving. Of course. They'll keep they'll gobbling, you but they'll yeah. never come back. They'll say right. bye 100 times. And I said, that's what I said. I said, man, no, we done busted him. I said, he's, he's going to keep going. Well, thank goodness Laramie laid on his back, kept calling. All of a sudden, I hear him bugle again, and he's closer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? What? So. Now, were you pu- in Montana? Yeah. yeah. Right? Public lands. And uh, all of a sudden, I see him come out. I see him step out, and he's coming. We just busted this bull, saw us. He left, and he turned and come back. Um, and he comes in 16 yards, whack. Nice. Done, Done over. And he's, he's sitting at another spot where we thought they could come out with Mike. And so he's getting it at a separate angle. Yeah, we were about 80, 90 yards apart. Right. You know, because right. we felt like there was two places he could possibly come to us. You know, Laramie's behind us, 100 yep. yards. And we so we had him covered. And he was actually beelining toward Mike and I's position. And then all of a sudden he goes a 90 right toward Hal. And, you know. I guess, I guess Laramie does have to lay down to hide, right? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> Between him and Cody, it looked like walking sequoias. <laughs> <laughs> So, Elk is afraid like Bigfoot has showed up for dinner. You got that right. And, you know, that was a cool thing. So, you know, you scored immediately. The old Grim Reapers did their job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. He went, I don't know, it was 80, 90 yards, something like that, mm-hmm. rolled over and died, right. uh, which is what you want. And, and then the work began. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You yeah. had to oh. do a full pack out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full pack out. Two trips. We had everybody in, in on it. Uh, and I packed Wait out. a minute. It, was it as bad as your bear pack out when you? No, it was worse. Yeah. Oh, was it? No. See, were he? Were he? Do you know how you much more like elk? Die after that do you know how much out? more elk head? Oh, I'm not weighs. talking about the weight. I'm, you were die- it had to, it looked, You made it look like it was 110 degrees when you toted that bear out. <laughs> well, it was. Like, the was, sweat was dripping oh, off yeah. the bill of your cap. I thought, oh, well, I was proud bear. of my boy though. He didn't give up. He manned no. up. He's like, I'm carrying it out. That's what you got to do, right? You right? manned up. Yeah, that's one of the rare occasions. Um, no. <laughs> So wait, sorry. So that you, so we have success with him. We, uh, you get to go out on the good Utah hunt. Yeah, and but then, I want to. I want to do a little fast forward unless you've got something you. Uh, well, I mean, it just was such you know a where funny I year. Go here, right? Yeah, but it was such a funny, funny hunt. I mean, a year because I go to our place in Missouri to yep. our farm, and uh, man, are my turkeys still there? Oh, <laughs> and then some. But sixty-two long beards in one field at one time. Just shoot a net over them 60, so I can just drive by two. on them. Yeah, 62. So we get out in our stands, a little stand we call two hundy, and um, seven shooters in five days and didn't get – drew back on one but never gave me a clear you shot. You had, like, bad luck in that – was it the same lease like two years ago yes. where you went up there early? Yeah, and Houdini. The, yeah, Houdini did the poof on you. Or yeah, well, the tree. well, no, no. What it was is – Oh, Cody couldn't get on him. Cody couldn't get on That's him. That's what it was. I was full draw, had that boy 22 yards pinned down. <laughs> it was an oak tree the size of an F-350. Right. Yes. Just, that was and it. the arm yeah. wasn't long enough for him to get right. it. And he, and he saw me draw back, and, he, and I guess he saw that finger lay on that right. on that release, and he's like, no, 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 I can't get on him. I can't get on him. And it, it took that long. Two seconds, boom, gone. He, was, oh, he dropped down in what we call the escape hatch. Right. It is a big, deep ditch, and he just dropped down in there. Well, yeah, same farm. Seven shooters, five days. We sat there and filmed one we called the Big Brows, and this guy is just a freak. He's got splits going everywhere, super massive. Uh, he's got brow tines that are eight and nine inches long. I mean, just a stud of a deer, giant body. We saw him three days in a row. Never got him, called him 
He had a doe with him, got him to come about halfway of the 400 yards he was away right. to 200 yards. Still, I don't have a 200-yard pin to this day. Probably never will. <laughs> and um, I think Levi's got one. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> always does that to me. Always. Always does that to me. Anyway, uh, since he wrecked my dream, let's keep going. <laughs> so, I, okay, so gun season's the next day. I had moved into some tight cover. That's where we saw all of, most of our shooters. And I said, you know what? I'm not going out in that big field. I'm going. I'm sitting in this stand where I got 40-yard shots with that gun, and I don't have to worry about something deflecting. I'm sitting right here. This is where I saw all my shooters. Right. I said, I got this figured out. Come on. I went and sat in that stand. I didn't see another deer for five <laughs> days. Seven shooters in five days and then five that, days without seeing a deer. That's what happens every time. You're like, I got them figured out. Yeah. That's like the kiss of Oh, oh wait, yeah, wait, wait. Is- no, wait. That is not how it happens every time because when you're taking care of your good buddy, Tom Rainey, and you say, all right, Tom, I'm going to put you in a stand. It was the words, though. You didn't say we got them figured out. You just said go sit in the stand. You'll kill one. I said, and I'm going to put you I in. I said, I'm going to put you in my stand. You'll kill one there. <laughs> what did he do? Killed a slob Black. in Indiana. Right? I was grateful. Yes, you were. I was. Yeah. <laughs> and Hal was a good host. Yes. Because I didn't kill squat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will say it was Hot. That's about the hottest it's ever been when I was bow hunting. I mean, it was when like, you're hunting at Smoke's place, it's always hot. Oh my! Come on, where oh. there's smoke, there's fire. What I'm talking where about? Where there's fire, there's what heat. What you talking about? Come on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. So, so we've covered some of the initial ups, downs. Yeah, I want to fast forward to. We, well, no, we killed a good. Go. We killed a management eight. We killed. Mm-hmm. A, I killed a, a good eight. Yeah, but you know he was where a I big go here. It's not time to eat. It is. It's not oh, time to here eat. We go. Yeah, we want to eat. So, so we go to Texas. <laughs> our, our friends from Rocky Ridge invite us to this ranch. It's not a ranch they sell hunts on. It's a private ranch. And uh, so well, we go down there, and I'm hanging in a tree for three days with my expedition bow, and we're watching deer all over this big bean field go every different way. And um, didn't see any giants, per se, right, right then. Right. You know, uh, saw a lot of 130, 140-inch on the same trip. Was it? No, he came afterwards. Okay, yeah. after. Yeah, New Year's. So okay. so finally, the guys were, were starting to run out of time. And I was hunting with a bow during gun season. I said, well, you know what? Thompson Center been with us a long time. It's time for a little boom, boom, pal. Come on. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> got to get that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so we got to get sit up in this uh, big Might shooting be a musical career in your future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bad one. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we get up in the blind and. Uh, a beautiful, I call it a 140-inch deer to me. I'm sorry, y'all, is a big deer. Oh, yeah. It is to me, and if he walks out, he's dying. I don't care if he's a year and a half old. <laughs> he's going to die. If he's, no if shame he's got, if he's None. got None. Utter, None. If he's got utter gravy on his lips, <laughs> he's dying if he's a 140-inch deer. A house he's backstrapped with legs. Come yeah. on. And uh, so I'm, I, I'm getting on him, and, and Cody's tightening on him. It's early in the morning. He goes, man, he says, we can pull this off, but it's not the best light. And I said, well, darn it, if we're going to shoot a 140-inch deer with a gun, let's just wait and, and get good light. And thank God we did. Because just a few minutes later, we see this doe comes skirting through the woods and all sorts of deer behind it. And we see this great big tent. He's got to be a 170-inch deer, maybe, I guess, the one that was chasing her. And then there were several other bucks. You know how they'll do. You'll have three or four hanging behind while the while the no, main guy's not. on their butt. Well, they run into 10 yards behind the blind. And there's this big deer there. And I know this this deer's big. Right. And he starts blowing. He's right in our wind. I mean, but he's t- only 10 yards from us. So that tells you that our lethal, right. that lethal spray's working. Because right. any other time, he'd have got a full nose and he'd have been gone. But he couldn't figure it out. And we had a hot mama. Right there yep. with him. So that was helping a lot. And she was between him and the other bucks, and you could see them scattered out there. And the deer I shot, I hadn't actually seen yet. So this this deer's getting ready to bust. He's about got enough. He stood there for about a minute, about got enough. He's directly out of the back. We can't get the camera on him, and we can't get moved because he's sitting there staring straight at us. So finally this deer stomps, stomps, and starts to run. And all of a sudden, the doe goes the other way, and he turns and goes after the doe, and she stops at about 60 yards away, and he stops. And all of a sudden, when he cleared the path behind him was the Holy Grail. I mean, a stud. 
and he's what looking. What was your like like when you see him, like the first ten seconds after you see him? What was that? What I mean, was it like? It was like your heart's racing, and I'm going to kill him. I mean, I could, <laughs> could not you even get the, breathe. Though? Oh, no, I, mean, I don't know if I ever did. I'm not seriously, sure. I, yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I ever did because I took that TC <laughs> and I was swinging out the window, and Cody goes, "Hold on, hold on." I said, "You better get quick." <laughs> and Cody got right over the shoulder. Well, and, they, and yeah, the way the buck was, I watched. I've watched the footage, and the way the buck came in, they were both just you know facing the wrong way. So right. they, they did a good job being quiet, getting turned camera gun all that without and, two, and two how, things that don't wait, go together right. Hal and quiet wait, right how was doing good radio just then too because he was showing people while as he was talking about it how, how he, he in, did his gun yeah, he was animated he was yeah so that was good radio it's because i've been doing tv too now leave me alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang but to pull it off like they did it was great, it was great well great and it hunt. was last second because he was getting ready to leave yeah, yeah. he was oh, he was oh, he yeah, was sure. he had already started to go back after the doe and trot I hit him, and I'm going to tell you what, that 300 win ate his lunch. Now, did, was, did he get out of the field, out of sight? No, no, okay. no sir. And well, I gotta, the reason I ask is – I got to tell you this. You know Don and Candy, good friends of mine. Right. So, hmm. I walk up on this deer, and I'm like all excited. Man, I done killed me a 190-inch deer. I took a picture of it, sent it to Don Kiske, and said, dude, I done killed me a deer in the 90s. I'm almost sure he's in the 90s. Don Kiske, it was 10 seconds later. He goes, dude, that's a 200-inch frame, and there's there's 18 or 20 inches of non-typical scores. And I'm like, so so he's sitting there saying, you just killed a 220-inch deer. Okay, so later that night we score the deer. Yeah. It's two nineteen and six eighths. The boy it's was amazing. the boy was three eighths off. What? Yeah. Are you kidding yeah, from me? A picture, in ten from a seconds. I, ten seconds. I was making fun of him on the podcast with them yesterday about how you can walk into his basement and grab one of his sheds, yeah. and you can walk up in the kitchen and just show it to him, and he'll go, "Oh, uh, that is flamethrower from uh, two thousand. His birth birth date is uh, two thousand seven. Oh, yeah. John, John said like, something earlier today. He what? said, "If Don Kiske tells you to go put a stand on a light pole in Walmart parking lot, <laughs> I'm you going. Best go do <laughs> I'm it. I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit yep. on it. Which parking lot or which pole? Yep. Which Walmart? <laughs> which way do I need to face ask. the stand? Just go. Just go. It's hilarious. If so. Don Kiske says it, it's gospel. And then once he fell, they just started falling. Um, yeah. Went back on another hunt, took Zip out. We both killed uh, two good deer then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so all in all, we wrapped up a good year. Had a lot uh, of good stories. Yeah. Awesome. Zip, now, you know, and and we, we Zip went to Kansas on a good bow hunt. Oh, yep. my gosh. Over Thanksgiving. Guy. Really, they, really good place. And really good story here. And, and right. Zip, Zip had been practicing at the shop, you know, because Zip has zero time. Right, he's right. got. He's running five or six race teams. Yep. You know, he's gone thirty six or more weekends a year. He's got a family, wife, and three kids. It's amazing so, to me, man. That would, I, would I still so tell tired, him every day, man. how do you how do you do it? And, and he just you know he just keeps going. And, and how how spent a lot of time with him at the shop, a zip shop, shooting his bow, yeah. getting dialed in because he was pretty excited for this bow hunt. He's he's like all of us, Kansas wants, baby. Yeah, Kansas. Oh, yeah. You know, Kansas at a beautiful over Thanksgiving. Place. Yes. So oh, he and man. I fly out. We get theirs. You know. Kansas Thanksgiving that ought to be rut. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it was all. It was almost dying down. Yeah, but the bigger bucks were still. Yeah, they were still checking, and so we we get there. Weather's not great the first couple days, and but we start seeing some good activity. Right. In the last evening, we were in a huge green field, big wheat field. Just, the wheat's just starting to come up and get good. Big buck comes out of the timber across, and I'm filming some deer to the right. And he goes, Tater, that looks like a pretty good buck over there. And I look, and I recognize this buck from the from the Brown and Trail cameras these guys had. And I was like, yeah. I, I, and I didn't want to get him alarmed. Because right. it was better than just a pretty good buck. Well, and I right. didn't want to get a stud. It was a, yeah. it was a giant. And, and I was like, It's yeah. kind of like said, you walking a, out into a, yeah. to a, you know, it's a stud. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, you see a deer like that. Turkey with two-inch spurs. Yeah. You, know, you see a deer like that, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, I've yeah, heard that that's a good one, Zip. I said, yeah, go ahead and get your bow. And because I'm back there swinging the camera around, getting you know excited because because this buck's coming our way. Right, right. And I know which one it is, so I'm like, okay. Get, and I'm listening. I've got my headphones in. I'm like, all right, get, you know, get do this, get ready, whatever. He wasn't even breathing hard. No, he was not. I couldn't hear. Yeah. He was not. He was like, okay, cool. Just yeah, let me know what. And I said, okay, that spot right there. When he gets there, it's going to be like 32 yards. I said, just when he gives you a shot, take it. And sure enough, he draws back shoots and then i mean he shot literally an inch over this deer's back he squatted hard yeah then the deer squatted i mean he really but here's the shrill story to this deer this deer was shot in the shoulder 
by our buddy Michael Waddell two weeks earlier. Yeah. This giant no penetration. Was. Deer had a little ho- a little hobble yeah. to him, but he was he was fine. Yeah. So he's got nine lives. Jeez, please. I mean, he literally we 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 figured it up. Just a good a good guesstimate is about a ten inch drop at thirty yards. Yeah. You know, and so Zip was very very disheartened by it. But you know, I told him that's bow hunting, man. I mean, we all do it. And I said, here's what I right. He don't. And 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 I I have a stud like that walk in. And I said, I hate it. That's crazy. And I hate it happened to you on a on a mid seventies whitetail. I wish it would have happened on a doe. Right. You know, but are all your podcasts? Do you you always get treatment like this? Oh yeah. I mean, peanut gallery. Peanut gallery. Mr. Brent Feathers likes to come (laughs) out. Hello, hello, hello. Don't be touching nothing on that keyboard. Scout massages and all that. You are not the executive producer of this episode. The, the bleep, bleep button? Oh, we, we, we're going to need that. It's broke. <laughs> we broke that in the first 30 seconds, the bleep button. But so Zip goes back to Texas, yep. you know, redeems himself. And that was around New Year's Day, right? It was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, goes to Texas, redeems himself, makes a heck of a shot. And then mm-hmm. he goes back to the shop and starts tuning up Mustangs. Yes, Come sir. That's exactly what no he's doing. No rest for the weary, man. Yeah, he's crazy. getting them ponies ready to run for Daytona because we're going to down. That's, I'm looking forward to this. Are you going speaking. to this one? Oh, yeah. Look, we go to oh, Daytona every year. Oh, you do your God's yeah. Country trip Yeah, we go down there with the God's Country boys. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. There is no more fun on earth to go down there and chase this giant. And these are mean-ass hogs. And you oh, yeah. go down for that one, don't yes, you, sir? Oh, yeah. yeah. We all drive down. Oh, John's been put on his tail. A couple times Dude. by these hogs. Those hogs run over you? Well, what? you well, what you do is you get in these palmettos that's chest high, yeah. and you just see a bunch of leaves moving and dogs barking. <laughs> and when they scatter, when that hog charges, you don't know which way to run, and there's no trees. <laughs> and so uh, one time. I would time, like to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come be a part, buddy. Watch Come be John a part. get blown up by a hog. Well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, and throw our buddy Tim, Tim Fleetfoot Fetua. The Fleetfooted Fetua. Tim, <laughs> Tim Fetua, and, and people that knows racing, he was, a, he was a very accomplished NASCAR driver for yep. a long time. Time and he is now, he, he's a spotter for Kevin Harvick. Right. So he came down there on a hunt with us, right? So we've got bows, and Tim's got the 300 win Thompson Center. He's our backup. In yep. case things go wrong, yep. he's our backup. All right? So Zip shoots his hog. Smoke City. Smoke City. He hammers his hog with his, with his bow, and this hog decides – He's not happy about that. No. <laughs> and he's going to take some folks with him. And he, he ran. He's not going alone. He, he tried. He come to me. Charles and the dogs made a move. He made a turn, hit Charles, and Charles jumped up, did the scissors to try to keep him off. He was trying to run <laughs> right up his leg with his tusk. We're looking for Fedoa. He is gone, running wide open away with the 300 wind mag, leaving the county. Yeah. He's the only guy nice. with any firepower, and he is he is literally 200 <laughs> yards sprinting the other way That's while we're all sitting there fighting off. Tim Fleetfooted Fetua is gone. But I'll say Charles Charles made a pretty good Olympic, you know, like oh, yeah. triple jump move to get away from that hog. Yeah, I right. gave him a 9.8. Yeah. I gave him a 9.8 on he that. Should, he would have got gold for sure. Gymnastics. That'd have been a, yeah, yeah, that was oh, a, yeah. that was a, that was a run there now. I'm going to tell you, you know, that's a, that would, I mean, you are the barbecue master. Why have you not come down to God's country with us and, and got a hold of some of them wild hogs? I think a good idea is to put you out there in a leather thong mm. and, and, yeah. a, and a knife and, and, a, and a long knife with the dogs yes. and let, wow. film you like Tarzan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I you like kill this. him, carve him, and cook yes, him in I the like same this. day. What do you think, Brent? I think that would be a great short movie, like like the Yeti movies. I think that'd be a great one for Browning, and we'll film it all on Browning trail cameras. Me in a buckskin loincloth. Mm. <laughs> Brent is claiming that he's glad he set this podcast out, but I think he's really look. We've already established that you are in a shape. You yes, know. I, we, I, we went with pear. I think was our final decision. I am in shape. I am in pear shape. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that works out good for everybody. No, but seriously, you ought to come down there and let's do a wild hog and yep. do it right and have and have a feast. Think about that. Mm. I don't know why the are dates you scared? are uh, what, No, what, what, I can't remember. There's something what, always that conflicts with those dates. It's, it's the week of the 14th. It's NWTF. But we, we hunt before the show starts. That Monday yeah, and Tuesday. You have no excuse. So, no, I've you, got, no, 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 I've got lots of excuses. I could come up and just deal them out like fifty-two card deck, man. Can here, I write? Do the, I need to write you a permission? Uh, maybe. But, slip. Maybe. But how? Here's the problem. That time of year, if it's warm, 
he might hear a turkey or two gobbling and start oh, going nuts. No, he it's wouldn't over. Hear. They're going to gobble. Then yeah. the game warden's going to come check it Then buyos can deals, muchachos. I'm out. <laughs> These guys are a hundred percent kill in like nine years yeah. on hunting there yes, for sir. Osceolas. Yep. The craziest turkey hunting mm. for Osceolas you've ever seen. Can I kill one of those in a loincloth and a knife? By God, want, I bro. will film that. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Hey, we got some good news though. Though, let's talk a little bit about something else real quick. I don't know what time we got, but I really don't care. Well, I think <laughs> we, we were we're aware. We're <laughs> um, it only took us 10 minutes to get new, through the Utah. How about that new camera? Come the, on, tell us the, a little the bit. The top about, secret, the one where. G14 classified. Yeah, that one. We're going we're gonna to open the classified files right Let's now. Let's open the classified that. files because, you know, I've been waiting. And so we will and, and, talk about that right now. And, you know, that's what I love about Browning. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. The right. one thing, this is all seriousness. The thing I love about Browning is they don't find it a necessity to jump on a bandwagon to do something immediately. They find it a necessity to take technology and do it right. Correct. Not first, Correct. but right. do it right. And, and, and you'll never see us selling the least expensive options out there, whether it's. No. Regardless, like we, we talk about the Strike Force, that's usually our best selling camera. Right. And it's a $139 camera, give yep. or take 10 bucks. You can always go out and buy a $79 camera, but right. I have never heard anybody that bought that camera for 139 bucks complain because they feel yep. like they're getting good value, they're getting the good pictures, they're getting the good videos, they're getting reliability. They're and getting the- good. Wait, let's not forget, there is no camera that produces the audio that a Browning does. Right. The audio, how about our Al video? I think that Did Al you see video that was amazing. Huge, that yes. thing is so cool. Um, you know, and then they, we had the one foot, one the one video clip that you got in Missouri with the buck out in the field with the lightning storm behind it. Oh that yes, was cool. that is so cool. Ah, that one is amazing. Yeah. He's walking across. This buck is walking across the top of a hill, so he's like, you know, just perfect, like landscape. Right. And all of a sudden, it's dark. The camera's picking it up, but he's too far away. Lightning hits, and you see the buck in the lightning. Really pretty there silhouette. Is nothing, cool, really pretty is, silhouette. The, the, yeah. It is so cool. The things that Browning cameras catch, it, it allows us to get a peep at what of the things that that happen in nature when you're not there. Yeah. Oh, you know? it's amazing. And it's proof that when a tree falls and nobody's in the woods that it still makes noise. Yes. Yes. Come on. And to, to further along your dialogue here, we can make the announcement now. Coming uh, this summer, 2019, everybody kind of like – Rain it in just a little bit. But we are coming out on your with our cell cameras this year, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Nice. You can get rid of your cell phones because you can use your camera. You can make phone calls on it, send pictures. <laughs> no, I'm and just you're kidding. not allowed to listen to anything Hal says about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but what I can tell you is if you're in the market for the cell cameras this year, don't get in a rush. They're going to be here in plenty of time before your deer season when you really need to be able to get in that real-time information. They'll be coming in this summer. Uh, probably the most interesting feature that I can talk about, you know, we can get into the specs and we can talk right. about, you know, whatever trigger speeds and are, but from a consumer standpoint, from the hunter standpoint, you'll be able to buy a camera. Like if you buy an AT&T model of the camera, you can put it in Texas and you can buy another one and put it in Kansas. You can buy another one and you can put it in Kentucky. One data plan. Nice. You don't have to do different data plans for all those cameras. So that'll make it easier for people to go in and monitor and keep things right. up, keep up with their bills. They're not adding to their annual calls. Mm-hmm. It's right. all dictated by the amount of data that they want to use. So we went and did that, make it easy for the hunters to kind of manage that. They can turn it off if they want to. So from that perspective, because that's always been the, the catch with a lot of people. They're like, what's my data plan going to be? And the way that it works for us is you can buy the AT&T or the Verizon model. The only difference in those two is like what your cell reception is going to be where you hunt. Right. It right. Doesn't Based matter. off cell phone. And, and, that, and yeah. you can't get around that. Mm. Right. I will say this. This is the one thing I'm excited about because I've, I've, I've been to places and they would have cell cameras and, and I'd go put a Browning up. Right. Right above their cell camera. Right. right. They would be telling me, well, I only got a picture of this and I only got a picture of that. And then I'd go pull the card and that camera missed four or five different animals. Right. So what I'm excited about is a camera that's actually going to capture mm-hmm. what's walking in front of it yep. and sending it to us. That's the exciting thing. You're going to get that Browning reliability 
yep. and that can, and that's something that most of these cameras are very much lacking. And then we did. We wanted to take the time to do it right. Uh, even even down to the finest detail on like the thumbnails that you get, there'll be enough resolution in the thumbnails so that you'll actually be able to see what you're looking at when you get that real time information. So will you be able to up res the photos as well? You can. It's nice. your, it's your option. Right. Uh, you will have the option to kind of leave it uh, on the SD card that will be on the camera. So when you go back to check the camera, it'll be full res. It'll already be there. So if you just want to hold on to that thumbnail and be like, I want to remember to save this full res when I go actually back to right. the farm and check That's the awesome. camera. Hard. So you yeah. do that, and that way you're not eating up your data downloading a couple of high-res pictures. Okay, uh, quick question. If the, if the SD card fills up, does the cell camera still keep transmitting? Yes. Yeah, nice. and, you can, and you can turn it on. Then you've on. got it. Yeah, what the, the deal is, if you turn on the, the SD card management feature, yeah, just like on it'll the just continue router. to overwrite the oldest images, so you'll have all of the newest images. And the, the old, but you have all the new and the old because they were already sent to you. Correct, because you already got those transmitted. So you never lose them. So, yeah, SD management, well, baby. Most people have, have unlimited data anyway, and right. so a lot of that won't, won't really matter well, to this, a point. This will, well, it, it, we, it will. It will. will. This works, and okay. the reason is, like, it works for... It's like adding another line. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but the, the way that we've got it set up, so you buy AT&T, Verizon, mm-hmm. and that's only like for the SIM cards that are in those cameras. And so when you buy the AT&T or Verizon, all you're doing is trying to decide, go to where your lease is, see which signal is better, yes. AT&T or Verizon. Once you make that choice, it doesn't matter what your personal sale plans are because we will handle all the back end. So oh, when nice. you pay for your data plan, you pay for that through our server. Nice. Okay. And then that way, if you've got a T-Mobile, you can go by the AT&T camera, you can pay us, and then you'll still get the nice. pictures on the app okay. to your T-Mobile. That's good to know. Yeah. So it's another one of those things that we put all the extra time in on the back end. Yeah, because so you're not limited then. Exactly. Perfect. That way it's opened up to all the consumers. Really, it's just a matter of, like, which signal works best at your lease is the only difference between those AT&T and okay. Verizon. Hey, and, and there is, I mean, I get a lot of people on, on social media here and there that ask me a question that, that I have to ask you because a lot of people want to know, Tom. I'm, I'm sorry. Brent Feathers is tired of us. Our vice president of sales has told you, us to wrap it up. Oh he, oh, he said he's got an important meeting. He's going to sell something. So. <laughs> Somebody's so got to we, do the work we, make some money. We bid adieu to our vice president of sales, and we'll, we'll catch him <laughs> on the backside. Yep, yep. Well, anyway, so I get a lot of people on social media who know you, who've seen you on there, and mm-hmm. the one question they all want to ask me is, which ab workout are you doing? Uh, the Pizza Hut one. Mm. I'm on the Pizza <laughs> Hut one. Deep dish. Yes. Pan. Yes. Pan. I'm on the Pizza Hut mm. ab model. It's a good routine. Hey, you know what? I I will bet you a bottom dollar that we can put out a video of Pizza Hut abs and we can sell some. I think we can do it. I think we can. You know, I did read, like, I think it was one of those not fake news because I tend to believe the story I read that said dad bods are in and mm. ladies like the dad bod. Dad bods. Yeah, I saw an article. So Dad bods. I might be. I might be in the right. I might be in the wheelhouse, baby. Come on, <laughs> I'm right there. Dad bods. Heck yeah, uh, I thought that was it's like. Something. Never mind. <laughs> I thought that was a disease or a sickness. I didn't know. Something I meant to say earlier. We were talking about the show and, and all. You know, we're going through the different hunts and, and stuff. And what I've noticed too, uh, just from Hal's execution and, and, and Zip, all of us in the field. You know, Hal's. You know, 99% of the Browning trail camera, he's the man. When right. you know, I've been getting all this footage back, saving it, putting it on the, you know, backing it up on the hard drives, and I'm starting to lay out timelines for TV shows. Yeah. And on the average, you know, you get a hunt from a guy, from a camera guy, whether it's me filming or the field producer, Cody, you know, whoever, you get 500 to 800 gigs right. per five, six day hunt. Maybe, maybe a little more if you're doing right. time lapse and stuff like that. The the Browning trail camera folder. <laughs> with pictures and video is at least 25% of the footage. So I'm going through 9 million photos and 9 million videos going, holy smokes, you know. So, but I'm excited about that because we're doing our job and, and, yeah. and Hal's getting his research he needs in the field, and that's what a trail camera's for. Yes. So, and, and so I just I think that's cool that – you know, everybody's like, well, you know, you can always have too much footage. Not really. Oh, no. That's you can't not true at all. Because I don't mind going through it right. if it's telling a good story and, and the Brownings tell a good story yep. from the first day how it gets there or when he puts them up two weeks before he gets there yep. to, you know, the day he kills. Trail yeah. cameras, I mean, they've obviously changed how we hunt and oh, what we do and, no and by light years. But now, like, like with the videos or 
They let me know when to sleep in. Absolutely. That's what I use. <laughs> Absolutely. And this, and this and new mostly cell that's camera. all they tell me. That's all I hear during deer season. That's all and, I hear. And the new cell in. camera is, is going to change it. You're going to be like, oh. okay, it's time to go to the tree. Yes. You know? Well, I think the thing, at least from my perspective, when you start to think about the cell cameras, is like leading up to the rut, those days leading well, it's like tells me when I need to. Like, ding, oh, ding, on ding, fire. Ding. I got to go. It right. tells me when I need to get in a truck and drive 15 hours to yes. Missouri. Yep. I yep. Got to and, go. and I don't have to depend on somebody else having a partner in a lease or something like that Telling who you. goes and checks your cameras and don't tell you what's out there. I, I'm, I'm honest. That's the truth. A lot of times you take a partner lease to get somebody <laughs> close, and then and then all of a sudden that partner don't turn out to be a good partner. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> don't trust nobody when it comes to big deer. Never trust people when it comes to big deer. <laughs> so you want to check that out. Are you all right, brother? Do I need to get you some oxygen? I need some air. <laughs> <laughs> so that's – no, but seriously, the, those those trail cameras that's going to – the cell cameras are going to send us pictures. That's going to make having property away yes. a lot easier. Because yes. the only other way you could tell, you know, in the old days – was if you were driving to where you were hunting and you were starting to see yeah, dead deer on, on the, the road. Side of the road. Yep. Yeah, that's what you knew. They were starting to cross traffic. You're like, oh, here we go. Yep. Yeah. They're, on. They're, They're on. on. They're on. They're All on. All right, so we've covered seasons and everything. Okay, well, as, one, as we, have not cut, we have not covered your year of dating. So let's. Oh, let's, oh wait, right. here, here, question here we go. One. Here we're going to go. We're going to go. Here's the year of dating. Question. Question one. We just covered it. Crickets, 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 crickets. So you had a successful year. Same year as you had last year. Yes, exactly. My man is home. I'm on a roll. Wow. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) So, all right, we covered all this. So now we're going to go into the questions. We're going to give people a snapshot into your personalities. Oh. I already know. And I kind of dig through these as I'm sitting here, and I think I came up with one for John that I know is going to be a layup here. No, these are good. A layup. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, these are layups. I can do a layup. And I'm actually giving it. That's actually a tease into where I'm going with this. Oh, no. I'm scared. Tate. Yes, sir. I'm going to extend your list. I've been asking people five or three. I'm taking your list of five. Ooh, I'm I almost special. think I almost think you can do this rapid fire succession. Okay. But I am curious. This is like a real question. Okay. Your five favorite North Carolina Tar Heel basketball players of all time. Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Phil Ford, Tyler Hansbro, Vince Carter. Nice. That's hey, pull list. it off. I told you. I knew that's why I was but like three. He was I like, could go like 200 more. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, I do have a funny story about Phil Ford. Okay. When I was a little kid going to elementary school, mm-hmm. my, I, my elementary school was right across the street from my grandparents. And I don't know why it was Phil Ford. I have no idea. I cannot tell you why. I don't understand the rationale. I think it was because they were the only people on TV on Saturday afternoons. Right. When I would sit and practice throwing free throws in my grandparents' driveway every day after elementary school, I pretended I was Phil, Phil Ford. Ford. Hey, I did. He he truly. I, I, I it was a little bit before my time. Right. You know, I was seven years old when Carolina won the championship in '82 when Jordan hit the shot. You yep. know, but and Jordan was a great college player. Right. Right. He he probably wasn't as good as Worthy and those guys. Yep. But and remember another guy named Lenny Bias. Yes, yes sir. absolutely. Maryland, number thirty-four. Oh, he was in my. Opinion, that was a leaper. <laughs> he was the only guy, in my opinion, that truly could have given Jordan a run for his money in the pros. What's up? Yeah, we got here? We John, John Ebron, Gina Brunson, addicted to the outdoors. Brad Miller over in there, his waving weather at guard, us. weather guard shirt, <laughs> weather guard and Brad weather guard ready nation. to leave. Yeah. Oh, thanks, so, sis. Oh, yo, you get the kiss? Yes, yeah, baby. Cool. Oh, Big B Miller's getting creeping Big up. Big B. <laughs> Big B's ready to roll, I can tell. He's had all the work he can handle for the day, right? See, he loves it when you hang out with him because you can adjust his cuffs without bending over. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still That's wrong. wrong. <laughs> No, I still laugh because when we tried, I tried to come back and tell him this year on our turkey hunting episode. Like we tried to chest bump or something, it turned it got ugly on the porch. I almost oh, fell off the porch. Then <laughs> <laughs> we just decided to start jumping around. I don't know what was going on. Brad, Brad Shadow is taller than you. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Did you turn the camera guy to delete that. Delete that. Like that. Oh yeah, exactly. I thought we'd already covered that I'm pear-shaped. We already covered that. So I'm a flat no, pear, ladies and gentlemen. Goes, I am now a flat pear. We were talking about he's in shape. He is a shape. Yeah. Everything is a shape. Round, circles, triangles. He said pear. I told him I'm pear-shaped, and I told him I was on the Pizza Hut app program. Yes, he's, he's that new app program from Pizza Hut. You guys need to check it out. I'm telling you right now. It'll have you cheesing before you know it. I think there's a future in it. Come on. Oh, <laughs> 
Good to see you. See you, Bruns. See you, buddy. See y'all. See you, Brad. Well, later, bud. Yes. That's so a tall drink of water there, brother. Son! That's, that's a good people there, though. But see, that's the thing is, he don't need air conditioning because where he's at, it's always cool. Right, yeah. What's <laughs> different like up there today, Brad? Mm. <laughs> it's snowing. So, All right. I don't know. Let me see. What do I want to go? I, I got one. No, no, no. Not, what do I want to do with Hal? I'll give you mm. a choice here. I'll let you pick categories. John's was easy. I knew. I wanted, was Because I actually wanted to hear that, though. Yeah. I, wanted to, I was curious. My five favorite Alabama players, maybe? No, no, no. I can Satan, tell you that Satan, right Satan, now. Satan. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Players. Players. Roll Tide, by the way. Roll Tide. I am proud. I don't care. We lost. I roll Tide. My five favorite Alabama players of all time. Joe Namath, Ken Stabler, Derek Henry, Tua Tagovailoa, and my boy Josh Jacobs. Come on. I feel like I should give you bonus points for nailing Tua's to, to last, last name. name. Yeah. I can, I can I say it, but that. I really have to slow it down yeah. and see it in my head. And, and, you and, and this it, is a redneck. And, and I, I just increased my vocabulary account by a lot. Thank you. That was great credit, enunciation, man. too. Thank you, buddy. Yes. Thank you. That. From a boy from Alabama. I am going to say Kenny Stabler's on my list of favorite football players ever because I was a Raider fan in the 70s. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Stabler. I love those favorite, old Raiders, My man. favorite all-time is Broadway Joe. I mean, Broadway nobody Joe. did Joey. it. Nobody did it with the style and the flair. He actually – was one of the first NFL players to actually start doing a lot of ads for mm-hmm. other. Co- I mean, for he sure. brought. He did a he pantyhose brought, ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure he did. brought TV. He did the all the Noxima shave ads, and and he just brought football. He made all the other football players now richer. Because I think he did. I think he did help. I think he did accelerate its growth into the mainstream. For Absolutely, because sure. mm-hmm. he was doing like Madison Avenue type big ads. time oh, stuff. Got when he got to New York. Yeah, he was. He was making. He, he was probably could have used a little more polish when he made his. I think he should have made Susie a little on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he probably could have polished that. He up was a little an bit, he was overserved. Yes, yeah, you yes. know, you know what? Though? Where's his Where's his barkeep? We I, I, to I, that I one. think he probably should have made a little more money then because <laughs> he's doing retirement <laughs> investment commercials now, and, I, and that usually is a bad sign. Because <laughs> I was originally going to go with, but I think I, I might. You're no. going to ask? Go ahead. You're, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'll no, no, no! Don't get me in trouble. No, no. <laughs> I, well, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna narrow. No, I'll go five. Five favorite NASCAR drivers of all time. Five favorite all time. I'm wait sorry. a minute. Wait a minute. Ooh. I'm gonna take Tony off the list. You can't put him on it. No, oh, that sorry. Ain't right? Well, that's a given. So that's a you given. Come up with five more. Because Tony's on the top of your all right, list. All right, I'm gonna so do six. Tony Stewart. Oh, first. thank you. Lord. We already. But we knew he was on it. Bill Elliott. What'd you do to me? Awesome, here? Bill. Bill. Bill Did Elliott. Plug something here. Bill Elliott. Okay, now we're getting. And then. Because uh, we I, knew Tony was on the top, so we, we're, we're, give me two through six then. How about that? Uh, David Pearson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Silver Fox. Uh, uh, yes. And and Buddy Baker, because back when I worked in NASCAR, Buddy Baker put his arm around me. I was working on a small team, and I changed three motors in one day for the Daytona 500 to try for qualifying to try to get my the driver right. getting getting up to speed. And he come in and put his arm around me and told me, he says, you know, I've been watching you all day. You're the workingest person I ever met. My, and took me out to dinner that night. I mean, I was nice. like, I mean, just a deal. super guy. Tim Richmond, mm. next. Nice. And then Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Dale Earnhardt. And, that, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's where they are now. But that's, of all times, my current favorite, you know who that is, is Kevin Harvick, Kent. Clint I was going to say, yeah. just Google uh, Stuart Haas Racing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Go down the lineup. <laughs> that uh, roster, there they are, ladies I and gentlemen. I love them both. I mean, both those guys are awesome. Both of them are big big advocates of the outdoors. Right, yeah. Uh, at Clint Boyer, I'm telling you right now. That's a funny dude. One of the funniest dude, guys I'm you'll ever be around. One of the funniest people you'll ever be around. That is a funny, funny dude. Him and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same room would now, be amazing. Now, when you were in NASCAR, were you ever around Ricky Rudd much? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. He, yep. he always seemed like a yep. nice guy. I, I, was in, to, uh, I was in NASCAR from uh, the end of 83, 84, 85, and the first part of 86. Okay. Ended up working um, uh, with Alan Kowicki on the Quincy's car, changing tires for him when he first started in yep. the Quincy's car, and Mark Stahl when he was in the Auto Bell Ford. So, oh, Bell. Yeah, I remember that car. Yes, sir. Oh, gone. Yes, sir. Uh, when I worked in Pit Road, yep. we had our big boy britches on. Jeans. Be- and- uh, no, because there <laughs> no were helmets. No, there was no Pit Road speed. No. And there we was no had, helmets. We had no helmets, and we didn't have no souped-up guns. No, I mean, no, we no do tools. we have pictures of this? Uh, somewhere. Somewhere. Well, Somewhere is not, not doing me stored. any good. <laughs> They're not digitally stored. There was nothing digital back uh-uh. then. We get some photo albums out. I'll, I'll call. I'll, I'll reach out to Courtney and see if she's got. 
a little time when you're not in the house to dig for those photo yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. I, I need some of these. No, I would tell you, I was a proud rascal. But look, there wasn't money. There wasn't the money paid oh, to no. pit people. You know uh-huh. where I? You know where I slept? I didn't have pits. a fancy hotel room. I didn't have a. I had a camper that we slept a week that I stayed That's in track. every track we went to. I stayed in a camper. I believe yeah. that. Not a motor coach. And you were so happy to be there. It wasn't even funny. Pop you know? up camper. Yeah. And yes, I. Loved I it. was working in NASCAR. Yeah. What? So what would, what would be your was, favorite track of all time? Oh, Talladega. Absolutely. Talladega. 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 Now, I will say, we, we had season tickets. We went to fall and, that's because and spring for years. There's two different events going on at Talladega at one time. Not like the first <laughs> track. There's, <laughs> a, there's a race, and, and then there's, there's the infield. Talladega Boulevard. There's Redneck Woodstock. Yeah, yes, well, yes. That's, that's what that is. <laughs> yes. That's Redneck Woodstock on 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 steroids. Now, uh, it is fun if you can manage to get into the dirt track races on Friday. Oh yeah, that, yeah that, that always kind of. Well, you know, I left there and then cool. I started racing. I, I I got tired of changing tires, so I went and uh, uh, me and a buddy said, you know what, we're going to start dirt track racing and started dirt track racing. I raced for about eight or nine years, had a lot of fun at it, man. I, I miss I, it. That's the only drug I really ever had in life. You know what I want to see? I want to see you race Rico. I think Rico. Could take you with one hand tied behind his back well considering rico's driving all the time right now yeah <laughs> i mean i was fortunate enough to meet him last year and that's a nice and super nice dude yeah oh yes rico's awesome i mean you know you got to look at racing a lot of the people in racing are very similar to the people in our industry and in i think world. so i think there's the, a lot of the demographics of people that love nascar and racing right. are the same demographics as the people that love to go hunt mm-hmm. that's what makes the blend of drop zone what it is yeah i mean we get to cover america's favorite sport um and 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 hunting you know at the same time and the outdoors good lord's been good to us i mean to, to get to yeah. do the things we do I, I i have to say we're pretty blessed yes yeah. and to have a friend like tom rainey and well, brownie trail oh, cameras no, don't make me blush on the radio don't cry Think about brother. it man. don't cry I, I, you're gonna choke me up man if you don't cry i'm gonna kick you in the shin so you will i want to feel it but i'll start welling up in a minute but i hadn't had enough water today so i'm dehydrated so but think this about this a minute to work up a tear that browning i mean i remember i was being a kid my dad and my granddad both had Browning hunting back auto fives. Yeah. Belgian oh, yeah. maids. Oh, yeah. And I got my granddad's when he passed away. Oh, right. Nice. So that buck mark means a lot to me yeah. personally. And yes. so the fact that we're affiliated with that, that buck mark is a huge brand, man. Yeah. Oh, it is the it's, most iconic brand in hunting. I the logo. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Now, I will, let's talk about, that's, I think that's something interesting if we got a second. Yeah, we got Let's a talk about the first gun you ever hunted with. You know, the, the, it wasn't a Browning. I'm sorry. But my dad had a J.C. Higgins. Oh, there you go. 12-gauge semi-automatic that he got from Sears. Yeah. Nice. And that it is was a, on the cover of the catalog, too, because I saw a picture this year that was mm-hmm. circulating. It was like yeah. a family with all their guns. It was like the 55 Sears catalog yeah, that, Exactly. My dad bought his his Browning from a Sears and Roebuck for $125 from yard-cutting money he got all summer. Nice. My dad paid $84 for that J.C. Higgins, and he thought he bought the best oh, yes, sir. gun money could buy. And it is – I killed so many rabbits and so many quail. I, in Waxhaw, North Carolina, I'd go walking through the woods. Is that next to Waxhaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waxhaw. <laughs> it is. Waxhaw. Waxhaw. <laughs> Waxhaw, Waxhaw, Waxhaw. You know, Waxhaw was named because of the creeks had clay banks, mm-hmm. and they called it the Waxy Halls. Of the creek, of Waxhaw Creek, and the Indians were Waxhaw Indians. Right. So, and Waxhaw was actually considered to be the capital of North Carolina way back when. So, easy on Waxhaw, brother. I just want to know if it's but, near I, Waxhaw. I mean, that's when it was good, though. I, I could walk and, and kick up quail and, and and kick up rabbits. There weren't a back lot of deer were back quail, then. Man. There, there were, were not, no deer, no, no turkeys. The, the very few deer. Never saw a turkey back but then. But I grew up never. bird hunting with my dad and my granddad. They had bird dogs. There yeah. were no deer. But we used to quail hunt. Yeah. And, and that's as soon as I could keep up and go quail hunting, like in that, and like we're house talking about that whole area, and, and where I grew up near Charlotte, right. in Denver, North Carolina, was there was quail everywhere. Nice. And it's just yeah, it's, it's yeah. so populated now. The quail dogs. are gone. It's so sad, but. We, we didn't have bird dogs growing up, but the, my neighbor next to me had, 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 had three girls that would be willing to go out and brush up animals <laughs> for me and let me shoot. I'm not lying. I used them for bird dogs. I did. They'd go, they'd go walk it out That's through funny. the woods and chase rabbits across. I'd sit there on the power lines waiting for them to come. <laughs> they, they'd go. That was my bird dogs. That's awesome. It was funny. I need to check with our chief executive producer on hand here, Derek. Are, are we still good on time here? or? 
Are you ready? Are you, are you about ready to shut her down on us here? I know they're going to shut down the lights here sometime soon. No, we we don't have forty five minutes. <laughs> what are you are you, the, are you are you trying to pull the rug out from under me, Tom? I was just going to say, man, the I'm reliving. Guys, only got so much stamina, baby. The, the, <laughs> that's <laughs> no. Nah, I'm going to leave that one alone. I am just not nah, just step kidding. away from the microphone, the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Schaefer. Step away Mic from drop. the microphone. <laughs> okay, we're good now. Got it out of my system. You regrouped. You can't open the door like that. I kicked it open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I only realized it after the fact, fact. is the problem. <laughs> After I had done so good earlier to, like, build fences to keep you pinned in. <laughs> All right, so I want you to commit now in front of everybody that you're going to turkey hunt with me this year in Missouri. Mm. Well, I, 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 have no, to, uh, uh, I have a caveat. No. I've, got, I've got to include something in this. What's that? There's a reason I'm not married. I have commitment phobia. Commitment phobia. <laughs> and you asking me to turkey commit hunting to something. Turkey hunting is, is uh, a commitment asking me to phobia. commit something in a public forum is... I don't know. I'm, I'm not wired that way. I, it's uh, it's kind of tough on me, man. You're getting, even for turkeys. Yeah, even for turkeys, man. But I will. I'll promise you. I'll drive through Missouri at some point during turkey season. <laughs> and say, how can you meet me here? No, I'm not accepting that, and that is the lamest excuse I've ever heard from Tom. You got Rainey. turkeys in North Carolina? Yeah, oh, we yeah, got turkeys. Yeah. You can come there. I might come there. But uh, the ones in North Carolina, dude, they're on. They're in the mountains. I'm grown. It, it mm. takes a little work to get to them. So if you're willing to climb a few mountains, that now the turkeys turkey? over in Missouri are flatlanders. I'll walk backwards on shards of glass to get to a turkey. Climbing on a mountain ain't nothing, Jack. I smell a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna get some uh, some more of that Pizza Hut ab video out. Exactly. <laughs> I got to go on the Pizza Hut. I might have to do that twice a week. Get no. in shape. No. <laughs> Darn it. Now you went deer hunting with me with no problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, though, here's the problem with the turkey hunting right now. Right now, my turkey tags are committed to our executive producer here uh, right now. <laughs> Derek, you can come to the property with us. That's why I said us. other states. We could do other states. Well, he can come to the property with us. We'll all three do it. Or we could shoot the one out of his backyard. Well, that works. Why, you lazy rascal? Well, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have uncovered the plot. Wow. I'm into low-hanging fruit. Remember, we've already discussed this. I am vertically challenged. Him and, him and Eve fruit. are why we're wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I tell people all the time, they're like, why do you like winter so much? I said, because during the summer when I start taking clothes off, people start calling the police to say, you've got to stop this man right now. <laughs> stop. Leave the clothes on. Nobody wants to see this. Oh, oh well, dude, you know what? I mean, I, I just uh, thanks for giving us an opportunity to come mm-hmm. out here and absolutely relive some fun. radio days. This was oh, fun. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have, I have, look, I'm a producer right here, right in the middle of it, doing a good job, <laughs> hey, too, you, now. Hey, I was at radio in college. Oh, were you really? Absolutely. Appalachian State had uh, two different radio shifts. I had country music and alternative music. Look at my boy. Then I did. Hey, then, I, then I called some football games for the. Uh, you for were the playing state. Pearl Jam on the alternative. I was playing Pearl Jam, no killing doubt. It, I was you? killing it, son. Hey, Gwen's and the I, I, I can go an hour dude, on Gwen, so don't get me dude, started there, baby. Dude, uh, I, I and think then, Blake has. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Then, She's like, the football adorable. games are great back then because we were we were beating Marshall when they had Randy oh, yeah. Moss. We had Dexter Coakley as linebacker. App State's always had a App, good App State yeah. has always been the giant killer. Uh, yeah. they, they go beat teams they Michigan. should never Hello. beat Michigan. Should have beat Penn State this year. Oh, they yeah, they beat Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it was really fun to do radio. Right. Yeah. And you know, I did get married I, this year, too. You didn't even pick on me. That was good. I was, yeah. was going to give you a little room to breathe there. I didn't want to get on you too bad. Oh yeah. Oh, the, uh, well, now I will. I will kind of maybe tease this a little bit too. I think we have convinced our executive producer, Mr. Derek Dernberger, chief hunting officer at the Break <laughs> TV, to bring our equipment to Shot Show. Oh, oh baby! So we get to do this again? Yes, sir. Oh, and I get to do plan. It? Okay, are we going to do it? It's going to be go time in Vegas. I get to plan. I get to plan. <laughs> Is it going to be at the uh, at the deal after the show? It's going to be at the chicken ranch. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. No. What? No, I meant the. <laughs> no, I, I, I do not think that we will have this at our reception. I Come on now. Let's do it at That's the That's when you get real good yeah. content The reception at the and then the FCC and, like, storms their house after the shot show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sir, we're going to need those to digital files, that. please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and here we have the last. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Testament and audio from Tom Rainey and Hal oh, Schaefer. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Before we, they went behind we don't, bars. We don't need the feds storming Derek's house. Nope. Because I, 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 I'm still convinced that when his Derek's, wife, Derek's wife was looking for a rental for, like, a friend of the family or something earlier in the year, I was convinced it was for Derek and their dog because I'm not sure Derek's wife loves the dog very much. Uh, is, is she warming up to her? Is she warming up a little bit to her? Hey, I just got a new dog. You did? Yes. Or, or They're going to be a shed hunter. Or did Courtney get a dog and you well, get to yeah. live with them? No, look, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> she makes so, – so get this. We're talking, and we got this dog. It's, it's not a dog. It's a rodent. It's called a Chawini. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a dog, but but anyway. So she goes, it needs a friend. And I'm like, okay, so we start going and looking at places to adopt, right? right. So eh, $100 here, $100 there. All of a sudden, one day she goes, hey, I made us an appointment to go look at some dogs. Made us an appointment. Appointment. I said, yeah. She goes, they're golden doodles. I said, how much are they? She goes, oh, well, they're about $1,800, $2,000. I said, why'd you make an appointment? I just want to see them. <laughs> yeah. that, I was on the phone with Hal when they were driving to the appointment. That ship had already sailed. We were, we were talking about some stuff, and so Courtney gets out of the truck, and Hal and I continue to talk for about five minutes. He goes, look, I got to go. She's already inside. Who knows what she's done? <laughs> next, thing I, next thing I get a few hours later is a picture of a picture. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So oh, that sounds so, like a good story to wrap this up on. Yeah, but how yeah, gets stuck with the dog? That's yeah, the story. Congratulations, Hal. Yeah, hey, Tank, thank you, Tom. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Thank it. you, guys. This Had was a great fun. time. Thank yes, you, yes, sir. And we'll see you in Vegas, right? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you, everybody. This is Tom Rainey signing off from the Browning Trail Cameras Takeover here at ATA 2019. Roll Tide. Oh, go heels. <laughs> Come on. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to the Break Podcast.